Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. So it's the middle of the night, and I woke up. <laughs> it's like, do a, do a podcast about your secret life. I have a secret life, but it's not so secret to, to those of you who have been listening to me. I believe some of you have been listening to me for a long time. Some of you. I'm not sure who you are. I'm not sure. I have like I have my my beliefs about it. Uh but <laughs> sometimes I wonder if some of you or one of you listen to my podcast so that you can sleep. I'm not really listening to them necessarily always to listen to it, but you put it on so that you can sleep, which is actually, like, so sweet to me. It makes me very happy. Just the thought of that makes me happy that, you know, that I could bring um, comfort to someone <laughs> in that way. I've had times in my life where I had sleeping issues, and so... Uh, just the thought that somebody would be able to sleep because they're listening to, I guess, the sound of my voice is like a really sweet thought to me. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, so some of you, this will be kind of like, you know, I've already talked about this, but... <clears throat> So I've talked about the fact that I woke up different. I had this thing happen, and I woke up different, and all of a sudden there was this dial up of of this pretty consistent stream of what I learned to 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 say was synchronicity. But at the time, I had, I really had no idea what was happening to me. I had no idea, and I, I was scared in a way. Like, I wasn't sure if I was dead, if I had a brain tumor, if I was in a coma and didn't know it, you know, if I was legitimately crazy, because I had thought about that too, it's like maybe, maybe everybody around who is calling me crazy is right. Maybe I am legitimately crazy, <clears throat> or something is going on. Just call it a phenomena. There's a phenomena going on here. <clears throat> um. I finally had this, I finally went to one of the books that I had read, Dr. David Hawkins, MD, PhD. I had studied his works for at least 20 years. And I had read about these things, but you see, it's, it's different when you're reading about something than when you're experiencing it. Like, I had no idea what I was reading. Like, I, there was no context. It's like, it's like Chinese. Like, somebody's talking Chinese to me. I don't, I did not understand until I understood. Which, right at this very, very, very moment, I just had this, like, weird aha moment where I'm, that's why it's just completely futile for me to talk to, to certain people about these things. They just, they have no concept. They have no context with which to understand what I'm talking about. And the nice part would be is if at least they understood that they had no concept and that instead of believing that I'm just nuts or that I'm wrong, one way or another, this just cannot be like what she's referring to cannot be, you know. Um, 
But I have mounds, I mean mounds of evidence. Just mounds of it. I just, like, I can't, I, because these things happen so often, and, and, and I believe that they started to happen or continue to actually happen with the frequency because I enjoy them so much. And <clears throat> even before I had this shift in perception, I remember talking to someone and telling them that it was like that I believed the universe or God was like kind of like my Pandora. And I and I didn't buy into to Pandora my Pandora app. I didn't buy a subscription. So by a process of thumbs up and thumbs down, I had certain ones of my stations or like I could turn on like say Yo Yo Ma radio and get only what I liked to hear. And so it's so by a process of me just continuing every single time to acknowledge it and to think and to be in a, in a, in a state of gratitude about it, appreciation about it, it, it continues to happen. And so had something happen recently. Like sometimes I look back and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot even believe this. But I was I was on the phone with my sister recently and this I look down and there's this this one number. And so I do a screenshot. And when I look back on the screenshot, there are two different sequences of numbers that are significant to me. It was crazy. I just like, I, I'm never, I mean, it is so, it's so fun. It's so amazing. It's so delicious when these little, these, what I, I call it my love notes, you know, because it really is. It is just, just sweet. Um, but so um, I think the reason why, part of the reason why I'm reminded of this is because yesterday I did something um, during a meditation. So yesterday, there's this, um, this, I guess you would call it a playlist. Like we used to call them CDs. You know, oh, I bought your CD, you know, or a CD. I bought the CD for, you know, whoever it is. And, but, but they don't call it anymore. So I'm like, what the hell is it called? I don't even know anymore. Um, but a body of, of compositions by someone, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, except maybe a playlist um, on my Spotify of, of this guy that I, he was my graduate advisor and he did this entire composition of work. And recently I actually um, DM'd him on Messenger to tell him, I can't even describe this CD just takes me there. This CD is, is like catapulting to the stratosphere. It is, it, he is really good. Uh, and yesterday I had set up meditations with my girls this week for Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. And yesterday I took time to meditate. And I just turned, I didn't do any guided meditation yesterday. I just turned this guy on and, and then I was practicing something because I was, I was telling my, I hadn't had a chance to check in with my friend 
because she didn't go to the last retreat. <clears throat> so follow-up retreat. So I, I was checking in with her and I was telling her about this one meditation that I did where I felt this certain amount of energy coming off of my hands. And I had this theory that I would have felt it coming off the rest of my body if I had not had clothing on. So, except I did feel stuff with my feet. And so, and so, and I would have had socks on, I believe, at the, at the event. But anyway, yesterday, I, I decided to test that theory and I was laying there in, I was wearing my underwear. I'm just going to say that I wasn't completely naked. Uh, and, I, and I have to, to make this distinction that it's, it's a very weird energy, but it's not sexual. And I want to make that very, very clear. The, it's not a sexual energy, but I have had this. It started to happen to me years ago, and and it was the, just the weirdest thing that was happening when I was engaging in intimate activities with somebody that I at the time really cared about and I started to have these like really weird things going on with me I'm like what is that because I had never had anything like this in my life and even even then it wasn't I don't know how to word it's not exactly it's not like exactly sexual uh I don't really have my thoughts together on this um exactly but it was it's a similar like feeling in my body um and so it's not sexual but it's incredibly pleasurable and so i'm laying there and 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 my theory was absolutely correct so i could feel this energy like sort of seeping through my skin you know and sometimes i like i just think it would be so fun to be able to see it Sometimes I like, when I'm in these meditative states, I actually like open my eyes and I look to see if I can actually see this energy leaving my body. But yesterday it was, it was, um, uh, and I could feel it like all over my body, uh, this energy just radiating light. My God, it's sort of like what it looks like when in this incense burns. It's sort of like a like a steam kind of. Um, that's what it feels like. Um, but I can't. I can feel it, but I can't necessarily see it. I'm perceiving it. And yesterday, I was pretty. I was pretty. I don't know how to word this, but I just sort of. I was pretty lit. Like, this is like a, a term that has been coming to my mind, you know, about just not lit as in I'm like, I've, I've just smoked something. That's not what I'm talking about. But it is like this feeling of, of the allowing of something to kind of take over in my body and these were reminding me of some instances that I had had over the summer that I wrote this book mystical summer and that summer there was such a change in perception for me and and I didn't know what to call it and I didn't know if I was crazy didn't know if I was dead didn't know if I was in a coma and didn't know I didn't know so thank god I ran into this excerpt from one of David Hawkins' books who referred to this. And he, and he gave, and I don't have the book right in front of me to be able to read it to you, um, but he gave this, this description 
of the of these states compared to like a psychosis. So so if it were a psychosis, it would look like this, but this is this other state of being, which is a state in which I live. I live in this state. It's sort of like an altered state of reality. And that people don't know. They don't. They don't understand because they're they're not living in this altered state of reality, and so it so it's, and then so how did I get to this state of altered reality? And and I have to say I I didn't, I didn't get there. I I didn't I didn't. It wasn't like, you know, like even in this meditation yesterday, I was just so overwhelmed with, with this understanding of, of, or this question of like, why me? Why, why me? Why did I have these experiences? Why, why did I, you know, get to be in an altered state of reality? And I didn't really necessarily get that answer. But I can tell you this, it is, it is being gifted. It was gifted. It was, it was bestowed. It was, it was it was nothing that I necessarily did. I sort of just woke up different. I, I went to sleep one way and I woke up having been changed. And so and so and it's sort of like and I and I talk about this at length because feel like, well, I actually under have this understanding. I really do. I have this understanding of this, of people who are presenting, but they're not. They're not. And I can... I can I can actually sort of feel it. I can feel the difference between a person who who really is understanding or has it has had a taste and there's a difference in this person and I can feel it than somebody who thinks because it's, it's very, very strange. You cannot think your way to this altered state. You can't smoke your way. You can't, <laughs> you can't take mushrooms your way. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> I'm laughing. I just think that's funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, I took LSD, you know, and I was different. Huh, I'm in. I've. Oh, what is it? I'm awakened, or no? I wasn't awakened. It was um, self-actualized. I'm self-actualized from like, you know, and I don't know. Maybe some people are from their LSD trip, you know, twenty years ago. <laughs> 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 but I have to say, when this thing first first happened, you know, I also had this expectation, having read about such things that I did not understand, 
that I actually had the belief that I would never understand. Um, that I had the, the, these ideas about it, that when I was in the Salzburg state, that I would, you know, forever and ever and ever be in bliss. <clears throat> and be in these states that people actually talk about that, you know, and I harp on this, but I think that it is, I think it's important. And, and maybe I'm just saying this because it was only my experience and maybe I'm just missing the mark, but it's not me missing the mark because it wasn't me to begin with. So it wasn't me. It wasn't, it was always I as in that, always that. As in God, universe. <clears throat> And so, and so whatever I am is because of that. And so wherever I am in this journey is also because of that. Because I'm just telling you that it wasn't like, you know, I, 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 it isn't a place of, of you know, and it, and it wasn't a straight path. And it, and it isn't every moment of every day being in bliss. It's just not. And that was kind of a, a that was a part that was a really sucked, frankly. So I didn't come to, to, I didn't enter into this state <clears throat> from a place of joy. I, I entered into this state from a place of despair. I was, I was in despair one night, and then in the middle of the night, I'm enveloped in the most, like, I'm overtaken by the love of God. You know, and then I wake up the next day and I'm just different. I'm never the same. And the dial up on, on all these synchronicities and all these weird things are happening. And I'm, I'm, <clears throat> but because I was not in a better state, I mean, I was, I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. I didn't know how I was going to pay bills. I didn't know how I was going to feed us. I, I, because I also had children that were living at home. I had responsibilities. And, you know, and in David Hawkins' book, he, he like talks about, you know, you don't even concern yourself with stuff like that. You know, when you get to this next level, you just, you know, you just don't even concern yourself. And I was, I was concerned because it, but like weird things were also happening. Like I did indeed have this job come right to my front door. I did. It came straight to my front door. This, this person came to my front door and I, and I, and that job actually turned out to be a complete disaster. <clears throat> Um, but, but it sustained me for a period of time. And then I, then I was like working minimum wage jobs, sometimes two jobs until things got better. I was trying all kinds of different things to try to make things better for us. And then by the grace of God and also my mother's help, um, in the, in that time, not just even in now in the recent past, but in that time, my mother did help me financially. And so I was able to, to sustain and keep my, my home. And I didn't go into any kind of bankruptcy or anything like that. And I slowly, my finances got better 
Um, but I could not figure that part out. I just couldn't. But I will tell you, there were really weird things that happened during that time. <laughs> like one day I was sitting, I, I, I was going to this one place to write all the time. I, I, I would go to certain places in town because I found that I wrote better when I was out than when I was at home. So most of my, my writing I did out in the community somewhere. And I was going to this, this one of my favorite little cafes in the town that I live in, and it's not even here anymore. This family sold this business, which was really sad to me. Um, and now it's just like gone. Nothing's even in there anymore. Um, <clears throat> but they, one day he just came out with these rolls. I think I went in and I, you know, and I went to pay for them and, you know, he told me to come out and he sat and he just gave them to you. These are complimentary. Just take them. I was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, or this one time where, um, I did a, I actually did a YouTube about this, you know, and I, I, I was I was also like living on credit cards and, and I, I had, um, I had maxed out, like one of my credit cards was just completely maxed out. But then, and I was talking about, this is where my Ben and Jerry's ice cream theme had come from. And my son had texted me, mom, can you go pick up, Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream. And I, and, and I said something about, you know, but I'm actually having the memory right now where I think it was the next day that my child support, I received a little bit of child support from one of my children's fathers. <laughs> And um, I had a little bit of money to buy my children some donuts. Um, just, just like this, these really like even small and seemingly insignificant moments where it just worked out. That that gave me, or this time, oh my god, this was like completely nuts when the the transmission in my car went out so the transmission in my car goes out and I take it to this shop and then they they say it's going to be $3,500 to get my transmission fixed and and I didn't at that time I did not have $3,500 worth of credit I didn't I was completely maxed out <clears throat> and I, and I was like, I just don't even know what I'm going to do. And they, and so what ended up happening was I had the car taken to another place, which has been a really weird thing, but I'm just going to talk about the original one. So the guy, um, tells me about these snap loans. <laughs> this is insane. Okay, so there's this snap loan, um, and they, and I signed up for this thing, okay? So I'm, like, signed up, and then it says, okay, we're going to take this out. Every other week, they were going to take $200 out of my account, just, like, cash. We're just taking it out of your account. And... I remember having this feeling of like almost hyperventilating when this happened. I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to cover this? I was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to cover this. <clears throat> and I sat there and then I, and then I actually went over to Chipotle 
go over to Chipotle and I order these like fish tacos or these veggie tacos and I'm just sitting there and I just, all of a sudden I just have this sense of peace. It just came over me. It was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I just know it is. Can't explain it. Sounds insane, but I just know this is going to work out. <clears throat> and, and I, and the first, like weirdly enough, the first $200 draw was on Christmas Day. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I wasn't sure how I was going to, you know, <clears throat> how I was going to do it. So, <clears throat> So, so it's Christmas Day, and so then it turns into the new year, and, and I <clears throat> have this idea. Okay so, okay, so this is the weird thing about the SNAP loan. Okay, if I pay it off in three months, if I pay it off in like 90 days or whatever, there's no interest. But if I don't pay it off in time, it's 140% interest. So I would be paying... Oh, but I didn't tell you all, the second shop had quoted 2400 So it was a lot less than the first shop. So I had my car towed over to the second shop. And they quote me 2400 we do the snap loan. The car gets worked on. Goes into the new year. I do my taxes and I'm getting this income tax return that is going to pay, partly pay. And by this point, I've already paid for half of it because they've been, it's been three months of $400 draws. <laughs> so what ends up happening is that for some reason, my income tax return is like not getting into my account. And it's getting down to the wire. I mean, down to the wire, wire. And I'm just going, okay, well, this is weird. So I get this paycheck and I decide, okay, I'm just going to pay it. I'm just going to pay for it with this paycheck and I won't pay other bills. This is just what I'm going to do because this one is more important to pay than any other paycheck because I had to pay all of it by that date. So I call the guy and I pay it off. So the loan is paid for. It's all a done deal. And then within... I don't even know how long on my phone it says, bling, your income tax return will be put in your account like within five days. I mean, just like weird stuff just like started to happen. <clears throat> it just somehow it always turned out. It just always turned out every time it turned out. It was like the weirdest thing. Or that time, oh, this was another one that was just totally insane. You know, just wanting to go to one of these retreats that I had been wanting to go to for like three years. I mean, they had been three years that I wanted to go. And I tried to get into this one and I didn't get in. And I was really kind of sad about it. But then there was this other one that came up and I... It was actually closer, so I thought, okay, well, <clears throat> and because over COVID, I had signed up for a retreat in Canada, and I was so excited about it because it had everybody. That retreat had everybody that I like, the whole grouping of them, of these people that I like, like, I mean, everybody was there of the names of people that I follow or admire their content. So I was so excited about that retreat. And I got an Airbnb and I had bought, paid, and I paid cash for, you know, everything. I was just 
so excited. And, and it got canceled. And then I had this credit from Alaskan Air that I, that I couldn't use. And they, they said that I had to, I had to fly to Ontario, Canada. Well, that wasn't going to do me any good because I, I didn't want to fly to Ontario, Canada. Okay. So I'm, so this is like, this would have been a year, this would have been like 16 months later. So 16 months from when I canceled that flight and I've signed up for this other retreat, for this other event. So I've signed up for this other event. I get a, I get a refund for the flight, for the airfare <laughs> from Alaskan Air. Oh, just wanted to let you know that we're going to refund your money. I mean, just out of nowhere, seeming nowhere. It was just crazy. Like all these like bizarre things have just, you know, started to happen. And those are so much of the norm for me that this is how I've, I've come to live is that that is actual reality. These, these weird little seemingly miraculous, bizarre little things are actually reality. They're, they're what is real and everything else is the illusion. So the fact that I, that I wouldn't have been able to pay off the snap loan was the illusion. That, that I, that I, you know, that the money wouldn't have come in some weird, miraculous way. <laughs> and so as the years have gone on, you know, my, my faith in this thing that, you know, and so I continue to have faith in things that are not seen. And, and, and people on the outside just think I'm nuts. They do. It's just, you know, oh, you just gotta, gotta live in reality. You gotta live in reality. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? They're actually, they don't know this because they, they, haven't had the experience where they don't understand. It's outside of their belief system that the miraculous really is reality. And so I just don't tell people. I don't talk about it. I don't share things like, you know, people that are really actually very close to me, they just have no idea. They, you know, they have no idea that I that I do these podcasts, that I do YouTubes, that I've written books, that I, you know, oh yeah, that little book you wrote. Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> and 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 every once in a while, I've had a I've had a little bit of fun with it. I remember like this guy because I I some of you know that I that I did jujitsu for just a small period of time. I never really said why I, I did, I stopped doing jujitsu and I don't even know if it's, that's anything that I really want to talk about. But, um, while I was doing jujitsu, I, I, I was sitting in the waiting. So I'm sitting in waiting. I'm sitting by this guy that, He's kind of a young guy. I'm guessing maybe 26. <laughs> and um and he's he's and he's kind of asking, you know, you know, why did you start jujitsu? Or he was asking some questions about me and I just I just said, Well, I I said I have a secret life and he's like Well like like what? And 
And they always and every time went to that I'm like a sex worker in one way or another. Every single time. They they would go to that, you know, I have a the secret life as some kind of sex worker that I maybe have a for you page or, you know, I, I don't know what, but it always made me laugh. And I'm like, no, that's not, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It's like I do. I have this whole secret life. It's sort of like by day I'm, I'm myself and then, the rest of the time, I'm blonde-haired girl. But I'm actually always blonde-haired girl, but I just don't. It's sort of like people either know me as blonde-haired girl or they know me as, as me. There's very, very, very few people who know me as both. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> And so, and so, as time is going on, I'm just sort of living into this a little bit more. And I, and I, and now I'm on this new, this new step of really trying to ramp up my abilities. You know, and it's like, okay, so what, what are, you know, what are these abilities that I'm trying to ramp up? And what they, what they are is, is my ability to heal people, not me healing people. <clears throat> I say this, but it's not, I'm not talking about me healing people. I'm talking about the allowing of the energy of that which created everything to somehow through me heal people. So, this is what I've been doing is like practicing. And so yesterday I was in this meditative state and, and it's really challenging for me to describe because it, it, I would not call it, it was sort of like I was balanced between being enveloped in this amazing love that, I could feel the power of it and it feels like electricity in my body. It feels like I'm, I'm like lit. It feels like I'm like sort of like a, a dim, like light bulb in a way radiating this energy that's like coming out of me. But, in my and and wanting that energy to to leave my body and and possibly heal people through this power of intention but it's it's not it's not me it's it it's that it's god universe the source of everything that is And so I'm laying in this in this state and it's it it was just was so I don't even know how to describe it exactly because it wasn't like it wasn't like overwhelming bliss it was more like peace of this this connection that was that was filling me that was possessing me taking over me it was like it lit every cell of my body but it wasn't so overwhelming that i could not contain it it was this side of that though it was this side of me not being able to contain it but this is where I believe that that God, there's no separation in knowing how much of this energy that I could actually handle. 
and and it not overwhelming me to a point where I can't handle it. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I had, I'd watched recently this little snippet by David Hawkins, who I studied for 20 years, had a huge impact on my life. But there were some things that he said that I, one of the things he actually asserted in this was that women could not reach a state of enlightenment. He, he, he tried to assert this, and he tried to say that it was because their, their nervous system could not handle any, and he started to talk about all these people who had, who had, and I'm using that word reached, I'm sorry, I know I'm, we don't reach enlightenment, but anyway, I think he had, you know, the do not experience enlightenment He says, name a woman who's experienced in life. I mean, he said all this stuff, and it was just, and then I started to just kind of laugh. I mean, I gave home birth. I had a baby at home. What do you mean my system can't handle this state called Enlightenment. My nervous system can't handle it. I can birth a baby, but I don't have the 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 nerve passages to birth enlightenment. And then I had this understanding that it's just the belief about it. It's that belief about it that we have as a, as a society had this belief. And that is why there's so many men who are leaders in the spiritual community. Not that, because we actually believe men over women. <clears throat> and it was his belief about that it wasn't necessarily truth. It was his truth. It was a truth. But it was not the truth. I had done this this YouTube, or YouTube or podcast, I can't remember. I'm going to end this podcast, but I'm just going to tell you this little story before I end it. So <clears throat> a couple years ago, or it was like a year ago, I think. We had this massive storm in the town I live in. And I have this next door neighbor who she's she's really, really pretty. I mean really pretty. And she does yoga and she's a vegan and she's gorgeous and she's nice and she's just, you know, I mean we it's not like she and I, you know, have connected and like have had a conversation. I don't think we've ever actually had a conversation, but she kind of keeps to herself. But <clears throat> one day we're both out trying to figure out our car situation. Cause at this point we haven't been out in a while and there starts to come a time where you got to go to the grocery store, right? <laughs> Unless you planned really well and, and <laughs> I'm not the best planner in the world. So we're outside and and she's in her car and she's sort of getting out. She's sort of able like getting out, but she's not. So she so she and so I tell her I tell her what she needs to do to get out. Okay, so I say, okay, you need to straighten your straighten your tires and then you need to go forward and then go backward and the momentum will carry you to the road and then you can, like, I tell her exactly what to do. Does she listen to me? No. She doesn't listen to me. Okay? Then this, this gentleman comes up the street, somebody she doesn't even know, some no name, she doesn't even know who this guy is. The guy tells her to do exactly what I just told her to do. Oh, okay. Gets in her car, does it, drives off. 
So her belief that I would know how to get her car out of there, she did not believe that I would know how to get her car out of there, but a man would. And so it it really is. It's like we, it is all about our beliefs. I was just sitting here thinking, I don't even know how to say her name right. Is it Maya Angelo? <laughs> she came to mind when I was talking about enlightenment. I think Maya Angelo was enlightened. But there are a certain amount of people who would not have believed that. And like, and people aren't going to say, You generally speak, speaking, we don't, talk in these terms. We don't walk around saying, oh, I'm enlightened, you know. We don't talk like that. We really don't. But I'm just thinking that she would not be among the spiritual leaders that people would consider enlightened, you know, like, you know, Maharishi, (laughs) you know, Sadhguru, supposedly enlightened. Then you've got, you know, what, Eckhart Tolle, you've got David Hawkins, <clears throat> Jesus, Buddha. You, know, you got all these spiritual leaders, Muhammad. Okay, so you go down this whole list of all these spiritual people that have been on the planet. She would not be in that list because of everybody's belief about it. And it doesn't matter, per se. I just think it's interesting. I like to entertain these thoughts. They're just... (laughs) I thought it was so so funny when he said (laughs) a woman's nervous system couldn't handle it. (laughs) Oh my God, that is so funny. And that, that, which created everything, would not know what our limits are in our body. To be so intimately entwined with us is to know the balance between what our nervous system can handle and can't. So yesterday I indeed did have yet another experience And I am forever appreciative. (laughs) Just so appreciative of that. And I am appreciative of you listening. (laughs) I'm going to end this podcast. I will, of course, be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.